Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi again, and I'm going to go through this series that has to do with Christ as abolish death. And some of this that I will be teaching can be found from my book that is titled Christ Abolished Death. You will see this on Amazon.com. If you want to place order for it, it's on Amazon and it's a big volume. You can see how thick it is. And there I will be I will be using some of the chapters in this when I was presenting on, on video or recording for the television broadcast really. The chapter one we talk about death is an enemy. Chapter two we talk about Enochian work. So you have to know this is teaching for the believers. So that we are fit and come up to the level where we actually know what Christ has purchased for us and what Christ has done for us. And the Bible said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, physical death. But faith comes by hearing. So that is why God is commanding us to teach this. Because the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Now you can see that uh, I'm recording this from an outside environment. The sun is so high. So you most likely may not be able to see my physical face but because of the cap. But you know it's Brad Julius. I deal with me. But uh, my face is not important. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What is important is the word that is coming to audio. That is the one that we change lives. The Lord Jesus Christ is the word of God. So in these chapters, we're going to go through and see all of those titles. I say Christ, Enochian work will be in chapter 2. You can read a lot of it here and now to get to the feet. Christ has redeemed us, chapter 3. Authority over death is chapter 4. And some these are most of those things in this book. They are sermons that have been and teachings that have been presented in the book so that our faith can be built up by the world. The Bible said in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, 12, and 13, Christ put in this body, the body of Christ in the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for one purpose, for the edifying of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the perf no, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the ministries are put in the body of Christ, which is one of the things that we are doing by all this exhortation. God has given us a ministry to, to build his body, teaching, evangelism, and so on. So evangelism is one thing trying to bring people to Christ. Teaching is essential. That's why he puts in the body of Christ teachers for the edifying of the body of Christ for how long? Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So therefore we know that we need to be taught and build our faith on the teaching that we are learning and exercise our faith. We have to exercise the faith in every area. So chapter 5 talk about how some of the sermons that talk about never to see death when we believe because Christ has said very very if a man keep my sin shall never see death even before the final end it is possible that's what these sermons are saying it is possible for individual believer to walk with the Lord like he knock of old and please the Lord that he never see physical death and in this end time in this end time we believe we are in the end time 
Christ has promised that when he came, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. We believe in this same time, there will be believers that will come to the level of the rapturable saints, rapture that we all are expecting. It's also by qualification. We have to remember that. What do you mean by qualification? Some people think everyone that is a believer, born again, will just go away automatically. The scriptures make it clear it's by qualification. That's why faith has to be built up in us. So what, I'll give you an example of when Jesus Christ gave the parable of the ten virgins in the book of Matthew chapter 25. That shows to us that there is qualification involved. He called them virgins. So if we use the word virgins, mean they are pure, means they were born again. If we say those are believers now, we say those ten virgins were born again believers. But then there is something that separates the wise from the foolish. According to the parable of Matthew chapter 25, say the wise, they have extra oil. The foolish have their lamps, but no extra oil. You have to remember, they have all of them have lamps. But the oil is an extra oil that these wise ones kept. So that by the time they were waking, they only trimmed their lamp by adding the oil to the lamp. But the foolish who are carrying lamp all along, they all have lamp, they were all burning along until they all fell asleep and the lamp kept burning and burned off. So when they were awakened that the bridegroom is right here, the Bible said they were trying to trim their lamps. The foolish have no extra oil. They were trying to beg these wise men, wise virgins, can you give us some of your oil? Because our lamps are gone out, you see. And in Solar Samos, they have explained what the oil represents. Some people have explained it in many other ways. But they said, well, lest it be not enough for us and you, why don't you just go and buy us? While they went to buy, that means they were not ready. No, they were not ready. While they went to buy oil, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him. So that readiness is qualification. That's what I'm trying to say in this, in this introduction. So that's why I said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We are to make ourselves rapturable and ready. And that is one of the things why we are teaching this. And in chapter 6, we have the restoration. What are we going to be rest restored unto for man? When Christ shall finally come, there shall be a restoration of human beings to the glory that Adam lost. And in chapter 7, talks about some of the other things that has to do with the, the new body that we are going to be glowing. And we explain that. So you see all of this in the book of in, the, in my book called Christ Abolished Death. Everyone I just mentioned is chapters. Chapter 7. Yeah. And it would be wise for you to get this book. And on Amazon, Christ Abolished Death. So why are we selling it if we want to build up the body of Christ? The only reason why we are selling it is why we are putting it on Amazon is because the only people that can get it from me directly that I know are the people that are in my contacts. But there are myriad, the church of God is all over the world. So how can I know how to get it to them? They can get it from those bookstores. They can get it from Amazon by order. And it's cheap enough. I think this one is like uh, $12.99 or something like that, $12. Because it's thick. And there are other books on Amazon that are from this gospel distribution ministry. If you Google Christ Abolished Dead, you might see this one under gospel distribution ministry. Or under my name, Julius, Evangelist Julius Adewumi. But mostly gospel digital ministries is where you get all of my all of those writings. And then there's of course this Rapturing Faith book also, which is also on Amazon. 
I'm always not advertising this, but I'm just pointing it out for those who are listening, where you can get more resources. You go to my website, which is also on this book, which is Gospel Distribution Evangelical Association.org. It's actually gdeva.org. You see all the sermons that are in this book, they are all there on my website as sermons. Then, of course, you have to, they are not compiled together as a book. If you want, the sermons on rapturing faith, then you get the book from Amazon, you get rapturing faith sermons over the years. That's always pointing to how to get faith for the rapture. Christ has abolished dead, there are all packages of sermons also, with some more writings that are not directly sermons. In that Christ has abolished dead, that are writings that are not sermons. But if you go to my website, gdeva.org, and go under resources, like a library, you see all those books and all those sermons that you can read freely. Then you have to go there over and over and keep reading, keep reading. And some sermons you can listen to that are audio. And they are free of charge. But if you want them packaged like this, get a book that's just talking about rapturing faith. That's a package that is now on Amazon that you can read. But they are actually sermons that were transcribed into some into into paper form. The sermons are transcribed. Many of many of the chapters are sermons that are transcribed and packaged as rapturing faith series. The same with the Christ has abolished dead. There are sermons that are packaged and time and time Christ has abolished dead series. Okay. Now I want uh, in the first uh, in the first chapter we talk about uh, the Christ has abolished the introduction. How death came into the world. How death came into the world. Now we are going to go on to the next series on what Christ has actually purchased for us. And I'm going to take this the next uh, section from this chapter on death is an enemy, which is chapter one really. But I'm going to talk now on what death has caused for mankind. And God promised deliverance for us, which we actually mentioned in the first uh, broadcast and Christ is the fulfillment of that promise every promise that God said to to the serpent he said the seed of the woman shall come and bruise the head of the serpent and but the Lord also said the serpent also will bruise his heel which means followers see look at the look at the body of Christ as Christ Christ is the head the whole church is the body that is the symbolism that God was using when he said the seed of the woman, which is Christ, will come and bruise the head of the serpent. The serpent is not the animal that is crawling on the floor, it is Satan. Satan is the is represented in that Genesis story in Genesis chapter 3 as the serpent, which was charged as Satan. And you can see the extrapolation of that in the book of Revelation chapter 12 where the apostle was saying that old serpent which is called satan the devil so the serpent in symbolized in the book of Genesis chapter 3 is actually representing satan which is a spirit but christ has come and destroyed the works of the devil that's why the bible says christ has destroyed the works of the devil is the switch that for this purpose for what purpose to redeem mankind the son of god was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil so Christ came to destroy the works of the we pointed that one out in the in the previous some uh, 
recording, which is a beginning of the Christ Abolish Death series, that Christ has come to destroy. And you see also that in the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, say, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Christ, which is the Son of God, he also himself likewise put on flesh and blood. That is, Christ put on flesh and blood that he might destroy him that has the power of death. Let me read to you so that you know we are not just talking this in office. It's what the scripture says. We are just exposition, exp expanding, exposing, exp exposing what the scripture has already revealed to us. We are like expositors of the scriptures. Uh, where we compare scriptures with scriptures. You look at it in Hebrews chapter 2. Verse 40 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise, that's Christ, took part of the same, that is, took part of flesh and blood, that through death, through his own death, that is, through Christ's death on the cross, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, that is, Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. Now, he destroyed the devil. That's not mean that there is no more devil. It simply means the power of devil is destroyed. His business has been destroyed. Because when Christ died for those three days, the Bible says he went to hell. And he led captivity captive. He spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. Triumphing over them in his death and then his resurrection. Many human beings, when they die and they go to hell, they, they cannot come back. Because those hell spirits are wicked spirits. And that live there, that control that place. But we need a champion that can deliver mankind. That's what we are, I was explaining in the first uh, broadcast. A champion that can deliver mankind. And that's why God himself put on a human flesh. As the seed of the woman. Because when the devil introduced death and disease and sickness upon the earth, the devil controlled all those things in hell. Hell is like a prison yard. Yeah, there are torments. But that's not a lake of fire. The lake of fire was reserved for Satan and his angels. But the prison yard on the, in, the, in the spiritual world called hell has torments, fiery torments. The story that the Lord Jesus gave when he was preaching about makes it clear to us that the rich man, remember, remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus? That was not a parable. Jesus Christ was telling us what happened. Well, don't worry about all the noise you'll be hearing because I'm recording from the outside. I keep listening. In the story of the rich man and Lazarus, the Lord Jesus Christ pointed something out that make us to know that hell, where that rich man was being tormented at, it was not burning in fire. It was just being tormented by the flames. Similar like when you are too close to fire. And that was a torment in itself. And he was so dried up, no water, nothing to cool his tongue. And he was crying out to Abraham. Abraham said, well, from where we are, you are, to, there's no way of crossing over. And he said, well, you better send somebody to my father's house so that my brother don't come into this place. <laughs> now the man became evangelistic. And Abraham told him in that, vision, in that uh, story that the Lord Jesus gave that they have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. I mean, at least they have preachers or not, because you can say Moses were well, done gone. Prophets were no more in the days of the old. But God was talking, the logical was giving that story. That means that man that was talking about, the rich man, they were Jews. When we went to hell, Lazarus, that was a poor man, went to paradise, where Abraham was, where he was being comforted. But now Abraham told that man that, let him listen to the 
prophets, the laws and the prophets, they are there teaching people. Oh, the rich man said, they won't believe in him. If somebody will go from the dead, <laughs> that's what he thought. He said, they will believe. And Abraham responded, said, if they don't believe the Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. You see that? So that's why we are warning people, listen to the gospel. That's the only way God can save anybody. The Bible said the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that you believe. That is how he has left it. You see, through the foolishness of the gospel, he is saving mankind. You say, well, why is that? When Christ has done this, it's complete for every man. Why can't just God, God, why can't God just make it automatic for every man to save? If you listen to the sermon I preached in the first uh, book, you will see that on this planet Earth, there are two seeds. That are not the seed of God and the seed of the devils, the seed of the serpent, and they are all human beings also. That's why Jesus Christ was when he was preaching to these Pharisees, he said that I know my sheep and they hear my voice. And he was telling those Pharisees and the Jews that didn't believe him that were trying to stone him in the temple. He said, You do not believe because you are none of my sheep. How ah, you mean they were Jews? Yeah, they were religious, yeah. They were even in the temple, they were controlling the temple, but Christ said they were not of his sheep. This which means they are not the seed of God. Where, where does these two seeds come from? It comes from that Genesis chapter 3, where the, where the story said, the serpent had a seed, and the woman had a seed also. But see, it was a mystery. It was just summarized for us there in the Bible, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, what really happened happen more in the spirit than in the physical. It happened more in the spirit than in the physical. I gave an analogy in my last book. I said, suppose you have a field, which Jesus Christ said, this wall is the field that the Son of Man is planting the good seed in the parable of the tears in the field. You can read that in Matthew chapter 13. The parable of the tears, Jesus Christ makes us to understand clearly what this world is all about. He said, the good seed are the children of the kingdom. That means God created this planet like a plantation where it was it was to plant seed let us make man in our image let them have dominion over all these animals but then the devil which is a spirit satan wanted to to infiltrate that mankind breed and he came through and beguiled eve to listen to the serpent which is satan and in so doing Another seed was introduced, and I say this analogy. I say, think of yourself when you have a plantation and you want to plant, you want to plant corn seeds, and you have a bask, a bag or basket full of corn seed, and you have taken care of your plantation. You are now to begin to put the seed in the ground for planting them. And the way God has designed it, the first one will go in there and there will be multiplication. But these spirits that God has created are going to be going into the world as He's planting the seed is the spirits of man that God has already created them somewhere in the spiritual world. But suppose the enemy and he just said, while men slept, the enemy came and plant tears in the field. So then imagining that if the plantation is, is a cornfield that you are trying to plant and you have taken care of the plant and you wanted to begin to plant your seed, the corn seed from this bag of corn that you have in your storage. And while in the night your enemy came and put some seeds that they look like corn, but they are not corn seed, and throw them into your bag of corn seeds and run away. 
and maybe you don't try to distinguish the seed from so you just start planting them and you will notice that when they are now germinating you see that they look like corn but they are not corn seed they look like corn but they are not corn seed and you can tell in this world right now that if you plant corn the grasses also look like corn when they all started shooting out so many things will look like corn i mean the 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 blaze of it will all look like corn some are weed some are real corn also and they said the the servants of the of the of the householder said what are these these are no cons we are seeing some seeds where do these tears come from and he said the master said the enemy has done this he said we have you go and pull them out he said don't don't let's let's keep them leave them there until the harvest time and at the end of the world is harvest time because god gave the logic gave that interpretation of that parable in the same chapter 13 later about verse 20 something and he said at the end God will send his angels. He said, the Son of Man will send his angels to separate the wheat from the tears. And the tears are to be burned. So that was a good parable that the Lord Jesus gave to make us see what this world is all about. If you are drawn to the gospel, you are a seed of God. If you are believing the gospel, you are called to believe it. But if you that is listening, you hate the gospel or you hate God, then you most likely you are a seed of that serpent that the enemy has planted or not that's why they will never believe they may say they are following god too but they will hate christ why because he said they hated me without a cause just think of that because he came to destroy the work of the devil they are the master of those of those tears or the father of those tears so somehow inside them it will be something that they just don't want to hear christ so that's why all these false religions you can see all of them have something against christ jesus all false religions have something against Christ Jesus because Christ Jesus is the seed of the woman that came to bruise the head of the serpent and he has done it and he's now calling the children through the gospel because the woman is just full of population of both the good seed and the bad seed they can also be from the same family because they are talking about something that's happened in the spirit that mix up these seeds the seed of God and the seed of the serpent so it's possible for somebody that is a seed of God to bring forth birth to children and some children can be children of God, seed of God. It's possible for some seeds to be seed of the devil also. But if somebody is working with the Lord before you are married, God is able to clean up the seed that you are going to bring forth. That's why he said, you shall be saved and your household. That is, it's possible for individual person when you begin to bring forth children that you only bring forth children that are the seed of God. Very possible. And that's what we pray for. That's why that's what God Christ wanted. But the seed of the devil are plenty. And it started with Cain. It was the first seed of the serpent. That was why he just couldn't do what God says. And he did his own will. So if you are doing your own will, opposing what the Bible says, most likely you are the seed of the serpent. So that is why humility, obedience to the word of God, is what God commands. He said, create a man in his own image. Image of God. They like I mean, our, after our likeness. The way God is and the way what God likes is what the seed of God wants to do also. So that is the barometer that you use to, to, to measure what type of seed you are. You love God, you want to do His will. You may still be stumbling up and down, but you love to do His will. Then it's calling you through the gospel, through the teaching. You'll be humble to listen, to want to learn, to want to move closer, to want to be like Him, want to be like Christ. Not satisfied with what you have, but want to be like Christ. That is 
showing that you are a seed of God and He's calling you by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is calling His own people of Himself. That's why He said, You have not chosen me, I have chosen you, and He is calling you. It is God. Christ said in another way, He said, No man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draws Him. So it is the Lord that is drawing us to Himself. So if you are being drawn by the Lord, you should be thanking God. I'm praising God that you are called to be a believer. You don't know. How do I know that I'm a seed of God? Because I just was called and I'm responding to him. And I love the Lord. And I obey scripture. That's, how, that's the only barometer you can use to know I'm a seed of God. And that's how he has put it. So that the seed of the devil that are not going to listen. They will oppose. They want to do their own thing. The homosexual that don't want to change. They want to do their own thing. They are the seed of the devil. So don't waste your time with them. Just preach the gospel. Those that believe. They will come. Those that are drawn by the Holy Ghost will come. Those that are not drawn, they will, they will not come. So, but we are what we are trying to present here is the fact that Christ has abolished it because the, we are going to wrap up this first sermon in about a few minutes. But I want you to keep listening because we are going to go further and further in what does it mean that Christ has abolished it. God bless you. This is Brother Julius Adiwumi. I just wanted to add some of this signs of the end that is currently occurring so that you may know that the end is near as we are talking about you can look around you you see the Boko Haram that is plaguing northern Nigeria you see the ISIS coming from Saudi Arabia and plaguing the the Middle East so all these are signs of the end they are part of the signs of the end that we are talking about not to talk of the plagues that are coming upon the world that the Bible has said in the book of Revelation, it will begin to take place. And all of those things, uh, they are going to be challenging and testing and trying the faith of the believers. So if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, begin to look up and ready to stand and confess Christ to the end. But if you are not a believer, you should begin to be afraid. You better run to Jesus because He is the only Savior. Jesus Christ is the one that is going to save anyone that is going to escape from the wrath to come everything somebody asked me from listening to my radio broadcast and said all this plague of the viruses that are plaguing the world right now the, the latest one the coronavirus that seems to be a pandemic they call it an epidemic could that be some of the signs of the of the of the virus of the wrath of god and my response to him is that when you look at the book of revelation chapter 16 the vows of the wrath of God is not what we are seeing yet. All of these ones are still the work of the devil plaguing the world because there will be so many evil things that the devil will be using to kill mankind. However, it's not the wrath of God yet. The wrath of God is to judge both the devil and the Antichrist system, which is the world ruler at the end of time. But the saints of God will not be in the wrath of God, which is the book of Revelation chapter 16 when all water will turn to blood and things like that will happen. But so far, these plagues and pestilences, they are still the work of the devil. But we believers, you've got to stand, confess Jesus to the end. Don't be afraid of the devil. And even if you die for Jesus because you are confessing Christ and you are standing firm for Jesus, either because of the jihadists or the persecution, when you stand for Jesus, even if you die, you shall be resurrected very soon because Christ will come and resurrect you soon. But we believers look up, is what Jesus Christ said, for your redemption right now. How do you look up? Begin to be righteous, begin to stand for Jesus, begin to live for Him. 
and confess Jesus to the end. Confess the word of God to the end. Because he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. That's what Jesus Christ said. God bless you. And I'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles you are going through. Jesus Christ said, if we ask anything in his name, he will do it. So I'm going to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body right now, lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting or that is having any sickness. And as I command right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your body will be well. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ. I say so, all you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind, come out of this world and listen to me. And enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friend. You are healed. Believe it. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am healed. Say, I receive my healing right now. Say it again. I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. And begin to thank God. Just lift up your hand and thank the Lord right now. Say, Father, I thank you for healing me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say, thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. By His right, we were healed. By the stress of Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, you were healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have any question, please call 080-334-36944. That is 080-334-36944. You can also call our number 80 338 That is 080-338-69812. Any of those phone calls, somebody will answer your call and they will pray along with you. Again, the two numbers are 080-338-69812. 080-338-69812. Or you may call 080-334-36944. That is 80 334-369-44 Somebody will be answering your call. God bless you.